tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back with our Challenge USA exit interviews. A really interesting episode of the Challenge USA last night. Guys, I watched it after Big Brother last night. And we got to see a big elimination in the Challenge last night. And we're going to be talking with uh, the latest pair to be eliminated. That is none other than Chantel Smith and Xavier Prather, winner of Big Brother 23. A curious decision, certainly, to send them into the challenge. They ended up getting beat by David and Justine, and so we will have them here in just a moment to talk with us. Brian Cohen is going to be uh, joining us for the interview as well. Brian Cohen, of course, the co-host of our Challenge Rehab podcast this week. Ali Lasher is uh, not able to be on the podcast this week. So Puya Zambakili, it will be filling in for Ali Lasher on our challenge episode number four recap over in our challenge podcast feed. Be sure to subscribe at robswebsitecom slash challenge feed. And as always, these interviews are up on our YouTube channel as well. If you want to see the video of this interview, you can go ahead and see them all when you go to robswebsitecom slash YouTube. Okay, let's go ahead and bring in my interview with Xavier and Shan. Hi, Xavier. Hi, Shan. How are you? Uh, it's Rob Sestrina and uh, Brian Cohen here for RHAP. Uh, first off, uh, stunned to see you both out on the challenge. Real quick about the actual challenge. Did it come down to the time penalty or uh, was the puzzle actually going on for a while? Shan, go ahead. Like we've been asked this question so many times today, but I think it like, you know, we, we definitely ate the penalty and like X had it in him to go at it. And I, he, you know, he, he needed that moment, I think. And, and I supported him and all of that, but you know, it really was very close. Like we, yeah, we took the penalty, but we caught up so quickly. Like it wasn't like a blowout. You know what I mean? Like we were right there. Um, I think we had maybe one piece in the middle that we needed to shift and TJ had, had like blown the, like the horn. So it wasn't like a total blowout, but like, and I think we both feel a little torn on whether we shouldn't have or should have, but at the end of the day, like I was so proud to compete with um, Xavier and to go into the elimination ring with him. I felt very confident in my partner. And I think had we had like maybe just four, maybe four or three seconds, we probably would have won because we were right there. I mean, this is what we do. We do, you know, puzzles and you know, this is like, you know, I mm -hmm. felt like we, we had it and, mm -hmm. um, and trivia. I mean, it was all set up for us, you know, like, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. So X. Yeah, I would, I would say similarly. I think we've gotten this question quite a bit. Um, so how I would just address it is like, obviously it's a penalty. It's not going to benefit you in any capacity. Um, the logic behind kind of taking the penalty is like, okay, maybe we're able to see pieces of the puzzle as they're laid out on the ground before we even start doing it to give us time to kind of just be able to piece it together. Sure. And, sure. um, which is why, like, as the, as once our penalty was done, we were like, we caught up to them within yeah. seconds. Like, I didn't know that wasn't portrayed, but that that's the truth. Like we caught them quickly. We just got stuck on a middle piece and could not figure that out. Um, so it definitely, it's a penalty. It definitely didn't help, but I don't think it hindered us as much as everyone thinks. Got it. Um, yeah. 
if the penalty hadn't happened, would we have won? I guess it would depend on how long we it would have taken us to figure out that middle piece. Um, yeah. Because like, and there's also like, you know, life is, you know, hindsight 2020. If we win, who do you think in that compound wants to see us knowing that we just won while accepting a penalty? You know what I'm saying? There's also something to kind of sending a message. Um, so yeah, I think it definitely, I don't, I don't think it helped (laughs) by any means, but I don't think it was as major, as big of a hindrance as I think it may have been great to be seen. So, so did Kylan and Alyssa's plans ever get, did you catch wind of it before the elimination or were you kind of blindsided going in? And if you had caught wind, do you think you could have talked them out of it? Uh, you know, by placating to Kylan or Alyssa, is there anything you could have done to stay out of this elimination? Um, so shortly before the elimination, David had actually kind of tipped me off that my name was being thrown around. Um, he was like, Hey, I just want to stay between you, but like your name's being thrown around. Um, but at that point in time, it, it was too, like we were literally about to head to elimination. So I can't even do anything about it. Um, but that kind of let me know. I'm like, okay, Kylan's in power, but Alyssa's in power. Everyone in the compound knows that Alyssa and I are, are tight. Like everyone knows like that's, that's the homie. I'm her homeboy. Like we, we right there. So no one's going to go up to them and say my name. They're, they're not that stupid. You know? So if my name's being said, that means Kylan and Alyssa are considering taking a shot at me. Um, but at that point in time, it's like, I can't, there's really not much I can do about that. One thing you guys don't know is that like, usually with the challenges, there's like a day in between mm. this challenge, the trivia and the elimination were all on the same day. Mm. So it was, it was pretty much the equivalent of like a big brother, double elimination. Um, so yeah, I, I had just been tipped off, but at that point it was, it was too late to like do anything about it. And so I was just kind of like, either they're going to make the move, which I don't find it being super beneficial for them long-term or they're going to wait, probably take the shot at like Cinco and Shannon, which would have made more sense and then live to try to take that shot at me another day. Yeah, that's the part of it where just watching this and trying to see like, where was the strategic decision? Like, it's very hard to interpret this as anything else than it was only a personal decision. Am I missing something that there was a a strategy here in play where it made sense to? no. Go ahead, Shan. No. And that's the, that's, that's the point. That's the part of this. That's so upsetting. I think being a big brother player, being a survivor player on the challenge in the compound, like we all had this understanding that it's good insurance if we're partnered with each other, because it's like, we, we know we want to see both ends at the end. Right. And it's like big brother knew that they needed the numbers. survivor knew that they needed the numbers. And it just, I think that Kylan and Alyssa, it was very short-sighted. It was like not good strategy. It was not good thinking again. Again, like I can see why they did not win big brother because they just, they weren't, there was no foresight. All they, they were blinded by their revenge and their pettiness to get this big threat out of the game instead of using him as a meat shield. Like why not just use him as a meat shield going forward as a big brother player? Everybody knows I myself did not want Xavier to win. I love him. And I'm so glad I was partnered with him going into elimination. Wouldn't want to be there with anyone else, but we don't want Xavier to win. He just won 750K. Yes, we know you just pay taxes, but you still want 750K. That's a lot of money. Spread the wealth around, well, right? But Xavier, I mean, but uh, Kyle and Alyssa were just so gung-ho and DX, so gung-ho on, I'll just say Alyssa and DX were so gung-ho on getting Xavier out of the game and having this revenge against the cookout when it's like, but Kylan's a part of the cookout too. And like, mm-hmm. like, it just, it didn't make any sense. So I just don't think, I don't think it was smart gameplay. I think it was way too soon. Um, and I, yeah, I just, there's no like hat off there, it, you know, good job to Justine and David for pulling it out. Yeah, we were absolutely. really close, but it wasn't strategic. It wasn't smart. It wasn't savvy at all. 
Also, if it has to do with money, like, does anyone forget that there are three people in there who have won more money than I have? There are three millionaires in there. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't even, I'm a three quarters of a millionaire. There's yeah. three bona fide millionaires. Why are y'all looking at me if it's about money? Can I ask one more question that uh, would Alyssa have gone uh, further or not as far if it wasn't for you in Big Brother 23, Xavier? Say uh, that. Say that. <laughs> um, uh, I want to say, I want to first give her her credit. Uh, when Tiffany won her second HOH, um, Alyssa would have gone home if she didn't win that veto. So I will give her credit for that. However, <laughs> um, when Christian went home and the game plan for the cookout was to take out SB the following week, that was when I was like, fine, if you guys are taking out Christian and SB because the Kings team was dominating the game, so if you guys are taking out two of my former team members, then Alyssa makes it to the end. And, that, and everyone agreed to that. So Alyssa was agreed to be, you know, I think it was between Alyssa and Brittany who are going to be the last two. But then when Kylan won his second HOH, that was when Brittany got moved up. And then Alyssa was made to the last one. And the only reason that was ever not going to be a thing was when Tiffany won her second HOH because she can't put up Claire, but then Alyssa won. So then she had to put up Claire. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, when Alyssa won that veto, that was hundred percent her helping her get to seven, but her making it to eight was because I'm like, if you guys are taking out my Kings team, she makes it to the end. And everyone in the cookout agreed to that. Yeah. Shan, Shan, I'm curious from you because we saw, you know, we see a lot of people coming with a lot of physical prowess and they kind of own that as top players. And you coming in as more a strategic player, you tried to like tone that down. We saw a conversation with Derek. Was there any thought of going the opposite way of trying to just really own yourself as like a top strategic mind and wanting to rally around troops like that? Or were you just trying to deflect the target away from you? What was kind of like your strategy going into this? You know, I, I think, I think that like when I had that conversation with Derek, like I, I was like, really trying to build across the show lines a little bit, because I know, you know, we're, I figured it'd get down to big brother and survivor. And at some point we would need to, you know, and I have relationships with a lot of the members from the cookout from big brother. Um, and I, so I, I'm just like, I wanted to just make more connections there. That's a part of my gameplay. I just did. Um, and I, and I like Derek, you know, he's a, he's fun guy, a little immature sometimes, but for the most part, I really, really dig him. Um, but I think, I knew going into the challenge that I had a big target on my back. I knew that, you know, um, my season had just aired. I had done pretty well. There was the Shantham. I mean, like they, they could smell me, hear me humming, coming from a mile, freaking away. So it was like, I needed to figure out a different game plan, a different game plan. I knew that survivor would be like my home. That was the only thing that I had, you know, and busting my ass is in the challenges and making sure that I didn't come last, which I didn't, I didn't. And yeah. I feel like I held my own, but yeah, for the most part, I did try to tone down my strategic part. There's a part of me that really wants to own it and lean all the way into my villain. But it's just like, I just felt like, I felt like there was too much spotlight in that area. And I just, so I just tried to play under the radar a bit and, you know, do what I could, but. Mm. Yeah, I know we're running out of time uh, with both of you that there's so much more we can get into, but uh, all the best outside of the challenge. Uh, X, Chan, so nice to see you, uh, which was under better circumstances and uh, take care of both of you. All right, everybody, there you have it. Xavier and Shan on the exit interview. I mean, two all timers here talking about their experience there on the challenge. Uh, interesting uh, thoughts there about everything that's going on there. It's getting a uh, very heated in uh, that challenge USA house. Again, I'm with Tyson on this of like, wait, you want to do what? Okay, go for it. Uh, I still, you know, am squinting to try to see, you know, why that made sense. 
from a uh, strategic point of view, even from some of the other Big Brother people that seem like, okay, like that this is a good plan. But okay, let's see uh, where it goes. Uh, looking forward to hearing Brian and Puya break it all down in uh, the challenge recap that's over in our challenge podcast feed at robhasawebsite.com slash challenge feed. Uh, we'll be back tonight with our coverage of uh, the latest Big Brother eviction coming up on Thursday night. Should be an interesting one to follow. We'll be live at 10.15 p.m. Eastern if you're listening to this on Thursday. Otherwise, catch it all in our podcast feeds or at robhasawebsite.com. Thanks so much for listening. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.